This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. One of the things that Ron actually really has to do this year is make sure that Tavita, and some of this is on EB too, obviously, but like Ron is the overseer of the franchise uh, from the football perspective. He needs to make sure that Tavita is ready to be an OC in case they're awesome and EB leaves and gets a head coaching job because Tavita would be the next in line. So those are like, that's something that we're never going to know unless someone asks about it in the middle of the year. Um, And even at that point, Ron's probably going to deflect the question, but it it is a massively important thing for kind of the long term of the franchise. And especially considering how much time have we even spent on this podcast the last couple of years saying, Hey, like they don't have the next guy. They don't, there's no one on the offensive staff specifically that is a future OC, a future head coach. And now they got probably two in Biennemi who should have been one already. uh, And obviously is the OC and Tavita is someone who I think fits that mold. And a lot of people think has an incredibly bright future ahead of him. Yeah. And I think that's a sign of a healthy organization and a healthy coaching staff and a healthy head coach and coaching philosophy. Cause I mean, when you look at, you know, San Fran, you look at LA, they have lost copious amounts of coaches, but they just find a way to get young guys in, develop them, keep uh, good coaches at senior positions, and just kind of restock and retool in-house. And to me, that's not an accident. You've got an excellent hiring process, and you've got an excellent like culture in the building. And I think about all the guys that have left Kyle's tree that have become really good coaches, you know, Matt LaFleur, uh, Sean, obviously, Mike McDaniel, and there's to me, it's not by accident that you have that Kyle's got this really high standard that matriculates down to those guys. And he hires guys that have the same kind of obsession with football. And so I think if Ron can kind of cultivate that here and you've got a really good head coach here or a good uh, offensive coordinator with EB um, who kind of has that super high standard and is going to challenge his staff. And and I think that's that's just going to be almost as important for Coach Pritchard. You know, like what is the standard here? And I'm setting it as EB, you have to match me or we're not on the same page. And I know they've worked together in the past and so they have that relationship, so they get it. But I think that would be awesome if they could not only develop the talent on the field, but develop the coaching staff in, in-house and make sure you, that you can handle, you know, like I think that's going to be a big question for Philly this year. I know this is a little off topic, but they lose all these coaches. Do they just restock and retool because they've done a good job of, of bringing them along or do they struggle not having the coordinators in place? So that to me is going to be another big step. You know, if I'm, if I'm an owner coming in talking to Ron and he's like, this is our plan to develop talent and the product on the field, but also make sure that that's a sustainable thing. 
So let me ask you this sidebar. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question real quick, and then we'll get back to the ones that Nick has uh, in in the bag, so so to speak. Belichick's coaching tree has been largely a disaster uh, when they've left left uh, New England and gone to other places. Bill O'Brien was pretty solid at yeah. Penn State, um, but you know in the NFL in Houston, he was not like, very he good. Was, he was he was good in Houston for a couple of years too, right? Um, yeah, he had a he had a couple of good before, years. He's probably he's been the best one before he became the personnel guy. You know, like when he was just the head coach sure. of football, he was good. And as he got more responsibility on the personnel side, it became harder, I think, for him. But that's also the best that anyone has done. Like sure. Cornell, Cornell has not been good. Um, he's been a great DC in other places outside of Belichick, but he's not a good head coach. Charlie Weiss was terrible as a head coach at Kansas and, and at Notre Dame. Um, nevertheless, I don't even know if he got back into the NFL. Yeah. Um, you know, McDaniel has struggled, uh, like Josh McDaniels has struggled, um, on down the list. Like there's just been everyone struggling, uh, to leave Belichick. Why is it that it hasn't worked for the Belichick guys, but someone like Kyle, it does. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you want to go back to Mike. Yeah. Mike, I think is a good one. And I think Mike kind of is the Genesis of that tree. Um, and even the head coach that was in Houston, I forget his name now he's out of the league now, but also very similar, uh, can't, can't remember his name. It's not important. Let's start with Mike. Mike, when you came in, when I came into the league, I didn't understand how important this was. He was a guy that was very forward thinking in terms of how to treat players. He had a very high standard, but he was going to treat you like a professional. And he created an environment that was, I don't want to say fun, but it wasn't like it didn't give you tremendous anxiety coming into work, right? And when I don't have tremendous anxiety, I, I play better, but also I'm going to invest a little bit more time. And then I think the guy that really innovated in this area was, uh, Pete Carroll. So Pete Carroll came in and said, we are going to have fun. We're going to play games. We're going to be hyper competitive. We're going to let people be who they are. And it created this culture of like, I want to be in the building. I want to be around my teammates. I want to be around the film and I want to get better for them. And so when his coaching tree kind of dispersed and Kyle intersected with uh, Dan Quinn in Atlanta, mm -hmm. Kyle, I remember when I talked to him in San Fran, he's like, I am going to do that. I want to make a hyper-competitive environment and people want to come to work. And that, while keeping the football stuff, the P's and Q's that I think are important, makes sure the staff is really dialed in. And I think when I went to San Fran, people enjoyed playing there. And the level of football was very high. And the standard was very, very clear. But it was a fair standard. And when I hear guys who have played for people who have you know, played for the disciples of Bill Belichick is they are very old school in terms of their philosophy and approach to um, how to treat players. Like I remember hearing in the first meeting, them making guys stand up in the meeting and be like, hey, what does it say above the cafeteria door? Like, I don't know, man, I got here like 12 hours ago. How the hell am I supposed to know that? And why do I want to waste mental stress and anxiety on things like that? And so they kind of took this old school, like Parcellian approach and saying right. like, we are going to grind you to absolute dust and really kind of turn the screws to you in this hyper stressful environment that isn't that enjoyable to play in. And so that works when you have Tom Brady, that works when you have Bill Belichick, right? Because Tom Brady and them are forever linked at the hip in terms of their success in New England. But the second you lose that franchise quarterback and you're not winning games, you know what you get? Is you get a lot of really disgruntled football players who are going to talk a lot of about you. So to me, that's something that I think you, especially in today's NFL, 
where the recruiting environment in college, the recruiting environment in high school has changed so dramatically. Those guys are their own industry already. You know, like coming out of high school, guys have NAIL deals. Like there's money involved. I don't need the coach the same way I needed it before. I think Kyle understands that at a high level and his tree understands that at a high level. So they keep the football extremely quality and extremely high, but they also treat you in a respectful, professional manner that in a workplace that promotes fun. And I think that that fun element and that enjoyment keeps people coming back. Unlike these other, you know, Belichick, who's a more traditional coaching philosophy, it doesn't work the same way that it used to, um, quite frankly. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah. I also think Belichick has a little bit more of that magic touch um, that you hear stories every once in a yeah. while. Um, and I don't know that that stuff might even be kept secret to an extent from some of his other coaches and they leave and they don't realize it. And, uh, that then you see what happens. Um, I think that obviously there's a generational thing that happens with like the Kyles and the Sean's, the Kevin's, et cetera, as well. Um, and, and I would say also the last guy that, that deserves to be mentioned in all this is Andy Reid. Um, and Andy, Andy is a guy who's hilariously funny. Um, definitely is invested in having fun. Um, but also is serious and, and, you know, when it needs to be. And so you look at his tree, the Doug Peterson's and you listen to Peterson talk about coaching and kind of the humanity he brings to it. Um, and, and I think that trickles down to whether it's EB, whether it's Peterson, whether it's some of the other guys that have come out of that tree. Mike Kafka who's the OC and, um, like all those guys, right. Are like, it's a very prolific tree because they get really high football understanding, but they also are not. Like this used to be a very West Coast kind of approach, right? Where players coach, players coach is the term that's thrown around a lot, and I, I don't, I think that 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 has a little bit of a misnomer to it. But I think that's what those guys are. They understand that while players are somewhat of a commodity, they're also people, and I need to treat you as a person. And this is a high stress, high performance environment, and we all get that, and we're all okay with that. But don't make it worse for me. Don't make me more stressed out. You know. And I think that's something that um, I think that like Andy Reid, the Shanahan's, everyone understands that. Yeah. Uh, now I just we were watching Ted Lasso last night, and uh, if you, I, I don't know if you guys watch, but uh, in one of the episodes, there's a, a press conference where Roy Kent, of all people, uh, the character in the show, yeah. talks about how the players are also people. And now I just have that replaying in yeah. my head. I would say we would insert a clip of that here, but I think that's probably going to be a copyright violation so we'll just reference it and keep it moving 